to you by dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk in association with Alzheimer's Research UK, Alzheimer's Society, Race Against Dementia and the Alzheimer's Association, bringing you research, news, career tips and support. Welcome to the Dementia Researcher podcast, the show that brings you the latest insights and conversations from the world of dementia research. I'm Adam Smith and today we have a special episode as we dive into previewing one of the most anticipated events in the Dementia Research Calendar, the 2023 Alzheimer's Association International Conference or AAIC. Joining me from the Alzheimer's Association to give us the complete lowdown is the amazing Dr. Claire Sexton, Senior Director of Scientific Programs and Outreach and importantly one of the great people behind making the event happen. Hello Claire, thank you for joining us. Hi, delighted to be here. Could you tell I was reading and not just, <laughs> not just that wasn't spontaneous memorised narration. <laughs> uh, well, it's we're back for the third, is this our third time of doing this each year and every year you have something new to add to this. So I'm, I'm really excited, but for those guests that don't already know you, why don't we start by asking you to properly introduce yourself? Yeah. So um, I work on the MedSci team at the Alzheimer's Association, uh, leading um, our team of volunteers and our staff uh, working on our scientific programming for our conferences and um, also iStart and our peers. Brilliant. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, the AIC almost needs no introduction. It's the largest, most influential international meeting dedicated to the advancement of dementia science and each year the AIC convenes the world's leading basic scientists, clinical researchers and early investigators, clinicians and the care research community to share their groundbreaking discoveries but these days it's much more than that isn't it? It's an event where people come together to network, to collaborate, um, to get careers advice and support uh, but enough of that introduction Let's get into it and hear more about it from you. Great. So could we start with the basics, Claire, and tell us where and when is the event actually taking place this year? Yes, so the conference is July 16th through to the 20th in Amsterdam, Um, but it is also uh, online as well. So wherever you are, if you're not able to travel, you're still able to access all of the uh, plenary sessions and all of the scientific sessions, all of the posters as well. 16th to the 20th, because that's, does that include, because you have that whole pre-conference thing as well. So the pre-conferences start a couple of days before. So on the on the Friday, then we have um, hands-on workshops. So Oz Ismail on our team has been uh, leading these and working with several of our professional interest areas through iStart. So we've got ones on, uh, you know, hands-on, you know, getting started with neuroimaging analysis. We have another on cognitive assessments in low and middle income countries. We have others on using the AD knowledge portal uh, ecosystem and uh, using R. So uh, many different uh, types of workshops and um, Again, wanting to kind of vary it, not just these being more didactics, but then these being more hands-on, smaller groups, learning, and um, it's something that we're looking to expand next year. So then if you come, please let us know your experience of these. And if you've got ideas, if you run uh, sessions locally that you'd love to share with a 
a, a global audience through AIC. Again, reach out to us and uh, we'll be in Philadelphia next year, so we're already thinking about uh, what we'll be doing there. That's important to know, that the early start, because I remember that always confused me until you become familiar with the AIC, is that you get those dates, and I remember putting those dates in my diary, so that's when I've got to be there. And then as you started to look nearer the time, you went, hold on a second. This is all, this is this whole extra program of brilliant activity that just starts a bit early. Right, I've got to reorganize things to be there. Um, so if this is your first AIC, don't be tricked by those main dates that there's this massive, really engaging program of pre-activity that, that is optional, I guess. Yeah, so then it's Friday, it's the workshops, and you have to register for those Several of those workshops are already sold out, um, but you can check on our registration site and see if there's more spaces. And then on Saturday, we have the uh, two pre-conferences. We have the Alzheimer's Imaging Consortium. We also have Technology and Dementia, um, and we have Peer Day. So there we have sessions throughout the day from all of the different peers being represented. And again, this is a nice way of, if somebody's attending AAIC for the first time, to kind of ease into the program so it's not going straight into you know thousands of uh, people but you can have smaller um, discussions with people with you know a similar focus and then uh, get to know people through peer day and then be seeing those familiar faces throughout the week. So if you arrive in Amsterdam on the 14th don't worry you won't be alone there's going to be a whole bunch of other people and so you said some of those are going to be booked up now but I'm guessing that means that some are still uh, available and and you can still can you still register to attend in person as well as when when do you think that gets full does does online ever get full can you just register right up to the day if you go yeah online? you can keep registering you can turn up in Amsterdam um, and you can um, register online so um, yeah, there's still ample opportunity to uh, to register if you haven't already done so. Great. And um, just thinking about registration for online, how does that work for iStart members? Is that something you pay for or is, uh, is there a cost associated with that or is that... No, I so can't it's, it used to be free, it, right? It, it, and it stayed free. Well, um, yeah. So it's still free for iStart members. Um, and joining iStart is free for students and also for anybody uh, based in a low and middle income country. So, um. so there really is no excuse not to attend. Um, and I'm assuming that um, the online is just the main conference, not those pre-conference things. We were yeah, it's about. not the pre-conferences, but as part of the main conference, it's plenary sessions or the scientific sessions. It's the, the posters. And in all the scientific sessions, it's not just watching. You can still be um, submitting your questions, getting your questions answered uh, by the presenters. So it can still be that you're, you're interacting uh, with, with the content. So, I mean, that's perfect. I think even if, you, even if you're kind of squeezing this thing alongside work or you're, you can still register for free as an iStart member and still at least then play catch up because you can go back and the sessions are all recorded, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, all recorded and available for, for 30 days. So we see that it's not just the people who are attending virtually, you know, log into the virtual platform. It's also people who are there and, you know, there's often seven different parallel sessions. So if there's two things that you want to go to, then you can pick one and you can uh, catch up on the other um, afterwards. 
most of our audience, most of our listeners are early career researchers themselves, but because we do occasionally have um, somebody living with uh, dementia or carers and people with lived experience listening as well, is this, is this a conference that's got something for them in here? Is, can they attend online? Yes, and actually if it's uh, people living with dementia are able to register um, for free, so there's information um, on that, whether it be the virtual or even the uh, the in-person. And oh, wow, we really? do have then sessions, um, for example, we've got a session on the Monday on patient and public involvement in dementia research, global perspectives um, on that. So then we, we either have other sessions which are exploring novel approaches to, to caregiver burden and stress. So there are um, sessions that are more applicable um, and understandable um, for a general audience. And um, if anybody is listening uh, in the Netherlands, then we are having also a summary session uh, on the final day um, in partnership with Alzheimer's Netherlands, um, which is then going to be the key take-homes uh, of, the, of the conference. It will be in Dutch. Um, so that is, again, open to the public to attend that final session. That's brilliant. And so if you register somebody, with, do you only have access to those understandable sessions or does it just give you access to the full programme like others? It gives you access to the full programme and then also we have a PDF, which is uh, recommended sessions um, oh, for a general audience. So then you don't have you know don't have to try and wade through everything but then yeah. can look at these highlights and decide for, from them i'm always really conscious because there's always that risk isn't there that you you kind of point people towards the easy sessions and assume that they don't that they couldn't you know couldn't absorb the more technical sessions but then you'll always get somebody along who says no 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 i will you know let me see it uh so if you are listening you're somebody who's living with dementia or you're a carer or family member or just passionate and interested in dementia why not register to attend? It sounds like there's going to be lots of interesting sessions in here that, that are perfect and, and will help you come away with a, a bigger feel as to some of the work, the amazing work that's going on uh, across the world. Thank you, uh, Claire. So I think we've sold them. It's You can still register. Just to recap, free registration for online uh, for students who are members of iStart and you can join iStart for free as well if you're uh, in a lower middle income country or you're a student and you can attend online for free. You can still pay to attend in person, still lots of places, or you can even just turn up in Amsterdam and, and buy your ticket on the day as well if you need to. And of course, all the sessions can be recorded and you can watch them online. Um, you can only attend pre-conference if you're attending in person, but there are still places at many of those sessions. And I've seen that each individual peer these days has their own Twitter accounts, don't they? And they've been tweeting. So um, go follow iStart, I-S-T-A-A-R-T on Twitter and social media because they're tweeting lots about the different sessions, which is a great way to keep up to date if you've if you're not seeing what's going on. So that's enough of that. But so. Um, we've talked about the pre-conference, I think. Uh, yeah, I already asked you the second question before we'd asked the first. That's on my agenda. But moving on to the big event, can you give us a give us a rundown of the main, the scientific program? What's covered and what do you think are going to be the main highlights this year? Yeah, we have lots. So we have over 600 talks um, this year and there's also uh, over 3,500 posters in person and another thousand or so online so there's 
everything uh, is covered really in some some way, shape or form, we hope. And, you know, there's a few you know, key areas where I think a lot of eyes will be on. Uh, one is then, you know, the latest with anti-amyloid uh, therapies. So then on Monday, we do have the uh, Trailblazer ALS2 uh, session on the Dananamab uh, results, which will be the first time that, uh, th that that's being um, heard. Um, we also have deeper dives into the, the graduate studies, into the A4 and LEARN studies. And on Wednesday, we have um, a plenary session um, which is then four presentations on amyloid reduction and what evidence there is of downstream biomarker modification. So that will be, I think, a very um, interesting plenary and we're taking you know, a different approach to our plenary session that day um, just because of the, the interest and activity in that area. But as well as, you know, it's, it would be wrong to kind of, uh, you know, construe it as, you know, there being an amyloid focus, because then we have other sessions on tau therapeutics, on uh, therapeutics targeting the immune system, and then also non-pharmacological approaches. So we'll have the first uh, results of the um, aging and cognitive health evaluation and elders uh, randomized trial, the ACHIEVE trial. So then that's a study looking at, um, it, uh, at hearing aids. So again, that will be in our developing topics. Um, so it's, you know, a mix of all different approaches that we'll be seeing there. That's good. I mean, and, and biomarkers, I mean, that, that's an inevitability, right? At any conference at the moment, I imagine there's hot topic on biomarkers and when they're going to be clinically meaningful, are we going to see them come through? Uh, is there a, do you, how do, just, just for anybody who's not attended before, do you organise it so that different days look at different things or is it just a, a mixed programme throughout the week? Yeah, so just firstly with regards to biomarkers, yeah, again this was the, the largest theme in terms of um, submissions and we have uh, our opening plenary is uh, Rick Ossenkoppel uh, talking about tau pair in clinical trials and practice. Uh, we also have during the week updated appropriate use criteria for amyloid and pair. We have a session on uh, the NIAAA uh, revised clinical criteria for a, uh, for Alzheimer's. We have sessions on implementation of plasma biomarkers within um, community settings. So there's there's a lot on that and. Because we have uh, so many people attending in person again now, this is going to be our, you know, our largest in-person uh, gathering for AAIC. Uh, we try and spread this out so that if people are coming for the week, we don't want it to be that people have to be, you know, choosing between two sessions that they want to go to both of them yeah. too often. So for this um, for this year, then it is kind of we try and have themes going through, you know. There's a kind of focus on Tau on the kind of Sunday and the Monday and um, have we think through, you know, how can these findings, you know, build upon one another and develop discussions through the week. Um, so there's a lot of planning that goes into the, uh, the placement of the sessions. That makes complete sense, doesn't it? Because if you put all your, say, put all your biomarker things in on a Monday, that's great. Cause, but then... There's just that would just be too much to absorb in one day. You you would find yourself missing so much that you want to, if you had twenty parallel sessions going on on biomarkers. So spreading it throughout the week in that way is quite clever. Although it does make for long days. What what just what time is the first session each day? Each day? Right, so so the first scientific session is at eight a.m. and then it finishes. The last scientific session is at five thirty p.m. 
but then we also have our um oh, we're, we're gonna come to that <laughs> oh you have breakfast <laughs> special breakfast sessions as well we and have the... breakfast networking sessions so um we have the aware peer for women researchers um well this is my next question so uh, AIC these days. I mean, it's it's not just a conference where people come and present the science anymore, is it? It's become so much, so much more than that. With this rich kind of program of of training and networking and career stuff and mentoring, as you say. So, what what's talk us through what's going on in that kind of extracurricular space? Yeah. So then, if you like getting up early for a nice breakfast, then six forty-five. Six forty-five. till seven thirty. We have networking breakfasts led by the Aware Peer and the Diversity and Disparities Peer. We also have one which is uh, aimed for clinicians, and that includes clinicians in training, but just more for people can be discussing the content that they've seen and how it applies then to, to their work. And we invite, you know, we have key, key mentors and leaders at these sessions. So it's just a different type of kind of networking um, and more informal conversations through those breakfasts. And then at lunches, then we also have lunch tables in the exhibit hall next to the posters. And we have meetups there, for example, for Brazilian researchers, uh, for African networks. There's funders there you can meet, including the NIA. Um, and at the, also at the same time at lunch, then there's the uh, interactive sessions looking at, you know, publishing skills, inclusive peer review, communication skills, partnering with research participants. So um, all of that happening at lunch times. And then in the evenings, we have the opening reception. Uh, we also have the ISTAT uh, reception on the Wednesday night. And at the ISTAT reception, we're going to have uh, tables where you can be meeting with the peer executive committees as well. So again then there's just uh, lots of opportunities to be to be meeting with people so that's uh so breakfast sessions are they are they i mean are they every day from sunday uh, not every day, so they're Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and we do ask if you can uh, RSVP, so if you're an iStart member, you should be getting our Sunday emails, if you're not, please just drop us an email at iStart at als.org and we can make sure that you're added to that, um, but they have the, um, the links to RSVP for these, these events. So anybody who's uh, new to the event and not yet necessarily become a member of iStart, definitely go sign up to iStart now. It's it's not too late. If you go to the website and y y there's a charge, if, obviously, if you're if you're at a later career stage or in a wealthier part of the world, but if you're not, it's free, as we mentioned earlier. But it's through that that you can join these professional interest days, these, uh, sorry, professional interest areas, which is the peers we've mentioned. And you don't have to be working. So one of those, for example, is called the eye as a biomarker. That doesn't mean you have to be uh, an optometrist or something to, to, to join that peer. As long as you're interested in that field, you can you can join that. And then some aren't disease specific, are they? Some of them are career stage specific, like the AWARE peer you mentioned. What, what does AWARE, remind us what AWARE stands for? Uh, the Alliance of Women Alzheimer's Researchers. Put you on the spot there. You look like... Yeah, I surprised myself. <laughs> if you didn't see, you have to go to YouTube to see the visual reaction to that one for, our, for the podcast. Uh, yeah, so they're the ones that organise these, these breakfasts. And you, uh, you don't have to be a woman to join that one either, I see. Uh, no. no. 
So you don't have to be anything to join any of these. You can just join them, but by being involved in those peers, this is where you'll receive these emails, which I know I've been receiving them this week to highlight all the different activities these professional interest areas are doing throughout the week. Their focused research sessions, their lunchtime sessions, these extra training things that they're doing, the breakfasts. And if you sign up to those emails, you won't miss out. Uh, I'm guessing they're also all listed in the program because you have a wonderful event app. Yep, so we have the meeting notebook if it's somebody's in person and, and as well as the uh, the app as well. So then that can uh, keep you up to date and you can uh, save a program and refer back to it. Did I see as well there was one one session that I caught my eye that you that's been mentioned was uh, about about dealing with the media is that the that look the one particularly looked interesting about how to handle media or communications yeah and that's on the friday the saturday um as well so then again that the link goes out to that just exclusively for our i start members and but at the time of this recording there was still a few spaces available in that one I might have gone by the time this comes out. This is cool. this is going to come out in in about three days after we've recorded. So, um, but that that that's what an amazing full program again. And you said six hundred in person talks. Yes. Wow, uh, that it just ever as ever continues to impress. There's nothing else on that kind of scale. I wonder how that sits. How does that sit with other disease areas? Are there, they, are there bigger conferences in other or the same? Do we know? Uh, I, I No, right? <laughs> Why would you know? <laughs> um, well, I think that's the content covered. Um, but before we, we finish, let's move on and talk a little bit about how to get the most out of the event. We've already talked about the app a bit. But let, let's move on and talk a little bit about how to get the most out of the event. Okay, we're back. So Claire, what advice do you have for anybody who's attending the AIC for the first time? Because I know from experience, I mean, it, it's overwhelming, right? With with 600 in-person talks and 3,000 posters, did you say? Thousands yeah. of posters and all the extra sessions as well. And you're, imagine you're a first, second year PhD student going to your first scientific conference. It, it can be pretty overwhelming. So what ad advice do you have for anybody who's attending for the first time? Yeah, and I think exactly right. It can be overwhelming. So I think, you know, the first thing is, you know, to think about what you want to get out of the conference, you know, is it that you want to be increasing your knowledge and, you know, in particular about your research field? So your, the, the work that you're doing for your PhD, do you want to be concentrating on learning more about that and networking? Or is it that you want to come and you want to be learning about a new field? So then, you know, if you're working in public health, that you want to be learning more about biomarkers or more about the basic science. And, you know, also to be thinking about, you know, who do you want to be spending time with? Do you want to be taking this opportunity to be, you know, socialising with people that you uh, work with and join their company in a different setting? Do you want to be catching up with old friends or do you want to be, you know, meeting new people and sparking new collaborations? Um, you know, do you want to make sure that you build in time to see Amsterdam or, you know, do you have like other deadlines that you know that you're going to have to be, you know, meeting during the same time? So to kind of be thinking of like, OK, this is what I want to get out of the week. These are my priorities. And then to review it and see, 
is that is that realistic? Am I going to be able to get all of these things done? Because, you know, you want to like pace yourself and, you know, come up with a plan of like, okay, I want to do X, Y and Z this week. And this is then how uh, I can do it. So then to be looking at the conference program, looking at the app in advance, you know, looking at what presentations, you know, you, you are most keen to go to. Um, we've tried to change some of the session naming to make it easier to navigate this year. So you've got the plenary sessions, which are, you know, big picture. There's only that session on at, the, at that time. So it's bringing the whole AAIC audience together. Then we have perspective sessions. And then these are also supposed to be big picture. So um, if you are, you know, looking for an entryway into a different uh, subject, then these would be, you know, more accessible. And then we have the featured research sessions. And then these are ones where can dive a bit more into the details. So for example, you know, if you're looking at biomarkers, then you might get the big picture with the plenary and the perspectives. And then with the FRSs, then you can be getting more into the details of what individual studies um, are finding. Um, I think we've already spoke about, you know, the extra things. There's also morning yoga. Um, and uh, so to be building in those types of things and to be building in, you know, what you find helpful if you need to have a bit of time, there's a Zen Den um, so that if, you know, if things are getting a bit too too much. So um, I think they're the kind of things just to be thinking about. And it is really, I think, you know, thinking in advance of what you want to get out of the conference and then um, what you can be doing to kind of uh, meet those aims by the end of it. And I think that's why the app can be particularly useful at that. Can you, how soon, how far in advance can you actually put the app on your phone and, and register with your details? Is, can yeah, you so it's a couple of weeks ahead of the, the conference, then you can start because I, I love the way that it allows you to look at that by 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 presenter or by topic and and then you can click and build yourself a unique planner it has that kind of diary function I, i'm saying that I, this is what it's been like in previous years i'm assuming it's not changed that you can still build yourself a kind of bespoke planner for the week because that was really helpful where you lose track of time you're sat in one session and then it's great though because it'll beep and go oh there's another one starting somewhere particularly if you are you're not staying for an entire session you're going to leave one after you get past speaker number three to run across the conference center to go to another session and catch speaker number five uh, i think that's where it can be particularly useful uh, but also as well as you said these are all being recorded anyway so even if you have find yourself sat there in front of something interesting you can stick around and catch up later on you mentioned zenden is did you also have the uh, student lounge this year because there were some really cool things going on in there last year that i didn't i, didn't, I missed like you were doing photography and things like that is is that the, yeah, then there's usually um, headshots and refreshments in there, and then the ask session will be on there on the on the Thursday as well. So, oh, what's the ask session? So the ask sessions are throughout the week, and then these are um, in the exhibit hall, and then in the uh, student and postdoc lounge, and then it's with plenary speakers and also award winners. So then it's uh, an opportunity to ask them questions about the plenary session, which don't have Q and A, but also you know about their careers and, you know, career advice and anything that you would like to ask, um, then you're able to uh, ask in that session. 
And if you get lost, there's a bunch of people in purple t-shirts, right? <laughs> yes. Thank you for mentioning our, our ambassadors who are volunteering at the conference and they're, you know, they're integral to the smooth running of the conference. They're in every single session. They're um, working with the chairs, with the presenters. You know, if you've got, uh, if you're, yeah, if you're lost or you have any questions, then you can see um, our, our ambassadors in the purple shirt. So please do uh, go and uh, say hi to them and ask them um, uh, any questions that you may have. Uh, and they themselves are, are researchers. So th this isn't, you know, uh, 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 a professional signposter. These are researchers themselves that will actually have an understanding. They've been primed and previewed and aware of everything that's going on so they're really helpful in, in guiding you when you can't find the room or the sessions you're looking for or knowing what's going on at any one time. I know that from experience. So, so top tips are plan ahead then, make sure you've looked at the program in advance, worked out the talks you'd like to see. I think social media can be quite useful there as well because um, if you're a social media user it's a great place to meet the people that you've only ever engaged with online. Um, and if you find out in advance who's going, you, you, if you're going on your own and there's nobody else from your lab going, that can be a great way to kind of immediately make a friend, uh, I think, and, and not feel quite so nervous that you're kind of lost. Or even if you're looking for somebody just to go for a walk with and you're a bit worried about being out and about on your own. So many of the early career researchers I've, talked to, I've spoken to in the first, <laughs> I would know this, this might sound ridiculous, but so many of the ECLs I spoke to last year particularly, this wasn't just, this was their first time going abroad on their own as well, not necessarily just going to a conference on their own. And so it can become kind of daunting to do that, I think. Um, so the, lots of great opportunities to network as well. And networking's brilliant because of course, it, um, I know from talking to some ECLs as well, they've made friends for life through this uh, not and and also future collaborators and if you're looking for a job right now or a funding call i don't think it can hurt to have make yourself some print off some business cards that you make up for yourself on word and shove a copy of your cv in your bag i think it's always quite handy to have that potentially around and, and i everybody always talks about what what do you think about kind of if you're wanting to ask questions for the first time, what is? Do you think they, they can do that? Do yeah, have to be safe. So, and this year, then as well, you can ask questions through the the app. So, if you're nervous about going up to the mic, but you have a question, you can send it through the app. You can send it through the online uh, program. But you know, we also we want AIC to be you know inclusive, to be supportive. So. If you have a question and want to go up to the mic, please do. You know, we have a prep session for our chairs, which is then, you know, reinforcing that we want it to be, you know, an environment where everybody is is comfortable and that you can go and you can ask your questions and you can get those questions answered. So you can um, ask during the session in a variety of ways. You can hang around at the end and try and grab a speaker. And you can also see if somebody's got time scheduled at their posters, which is another nice way where there's kind of time for one-on-one -on -one, uh, interactions as well through the poster sessions. And, and I guess quite a lot of people who are going to listen to this might actually be presenting themselves. Um, I, I wonder, I, I, I haven't put this into my question, so I'm putting you on the spot here, but I wonder if you've got any tips for somebody who's maybe presenting for the first time. 
There's several, and we actually have webinars coming up on this uh, topic. We have one for poster presenters, and we have one for uh, podium pre presenters. So if you are presenting, you should have received the details about that. So um, I think um, please do join those, and the recordings will be available afterwards. So we'll be able to give all the pointers there. That's brilliant. Anybody you think I'd, I'd kind of work this out and I knew <laughs> no, what to ask, I would give you the perfect questions. So, and you've done everything. This is the great thing. I, I, we, I've never been to one of these things and said, what about that? And you go, oh yeah, we hadn't thought of that. Because you truly have thought of everything uh, with this particular conference. Um, and, and I just could talking about presenting for a, a minute there as well. I think post, I love posters. I think posters are a great first way to present because it gives you a chance to talk about. And even I think the most introverted of people who are there on their own shouldn't be afraid to go and talk to some of the poster presenters because that's a great way to get a conversation going and, and, and not have that pressure of being in a big room full of people and worried that you're going to ask a question that's, that's a dumb question. Because that's what people are worried about, right? They're worried about looking silly when they speak into the microphone. But don't, just just go for it. Go and ask those questions. We've also got podcasts on these topics as well. They're a little bit old now, but we've got topics on how to give a great presentation, how to deliver a great poster, um, how to how to get over some of your, uh, you know, uh, some of your anxiety around attending conference for the first time. And we've got a bunch of um, blogs and content on the website to talk about how to prepare for that. Great. And do you know what? Is there anything else you'd like to add, Claire? Is there anything I, you'd like to tell us that I haven't asked you? No, I think we've we've covered a lot. I think we've gone over time again. But... We have. Well, well. <laughs> in that case, uh, I'm going to read again. That's all we have time for today. But before we go, I just want to highlight that we will be recording podcasts each day during the AIC using our virtual recording studio. So if you are attending and whether that's in person or online, you have, we're always really interested to have uh, you come and join us on the podcast, which we'll record after each day's session. So we'll record on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll record four podcasts that week at the end of each day. And we'd love for you to, if you're attending, to, to join us and to share your highlights, talk about what you've seen and heard, what the good bits were, and um, we'll be putting those out each day during the conference as well as a little bit of a roundup. And it doesn't matter, even if you're not attending in person, we're going to be recording these online, so we'd, we'd love for you to join us. Uh, you can reach out at dementiaresearcher at ucl.ac.uk. Uh, drop us a line and we'd love to have you join and coming on the podcast is a great way as well to raise your own profile and, and to join our illustrious um, gallery of research contributors which which um, everybody tells us they like uh, so um, oh also as well the um, if you're attending in person the uh, Alzheimer's Research UK, Alzheimer's Society, UK Dementia Research Institute and Dementia's Platform UK are hosting a networking event on the 18th of July and I know they'd love to make sure that this is well attended. We'll pop a link in the show notes should you be interested in registering and going and learning more about what uh, some research opportunities to come and work in the UK and what some of those funders and things are doing right now because this it's an exciting time to work in research and of course I've got a wave the flag for the UK as a as a great place to work. Uh, Claire, thank you so much again for taking time for us to, to, to join us. Um, is there anything else coming up beyond the, I mean, you, you're always two steps ahead 
what what's coming up what's coming up for you after the AIC yeah in, in October then we have an AIC advancements conference on towards health equity in ADRD that's going to be in San Antonio uh, with a focus on social determinants of health and then yeah we're already planning Tau 2024, Neuroscience Next for 2024, other things. So um, lots lots still in the works. And yeah, thank you so much for uh, Dementia Researcher for your, your continued uh, support. No, that's as we ever. appreciate it. it it's uh, always a pleasure in our third year of doing this. And, and also, um, I should flag that we've been recording right now our uh, fourth series of the Relay podcast, which is going to come out for the in the every day, the week before... Um, AIC. So if I'm, if I've got my calendar right, that means from the 10th to the 14th of July, there'll be a, uh, an episode of our Relay podcast coming out every day. And this is where the interviewer goes on to be the interviewee of the next one. And, and we have five professional interest areas. I think this year they're coming from uh, health disparities, neuroimaging. Uh, I sh- shouldn't have started this. Uh, the eye is a biomarker and to a vascular one and uh, another one uh, that they'll all be joining us that week uh, to talk about their own peers the things they're doing at the AIC but also the hot topics in their research field so do tune in uh, these will be starting in uh, the week before the AIC to the Relay podcast and they'll all be available on YouTube and, and here um, thank you very much Claire I'm always in awe of the amazing work you and your team do uh, to innovate and make the event bigger and better every time. Um, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Uh, So everybody, don't forget, it's not too late to register. And even if you can't get there in person, go to aic.als.org to register. Uh, I'd like to thank my incredible guest, Dr. Claire Sexton. Thank you. I'm Adam Smith, and you've been listening to the Dementia Researcher Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and never miss an episode and leave us a review. Brought to you by DementiaResearcher.nihr.ac.uk in association with Alzheimer's Research UK, Alzheimer's Society, Race Against Dementia and the Alzheimer's Association. Bringing you research, news, career tips and support.